Hey guys, it's just me. I just want to step in just now before Dave starts the show to say that this episode does indeed contain spoilers as well as episode 2. It's really difficult to talk about this game without spoiling certain aspects of it. So if you don't want to know anything, fuck off. <laughs> wow, he's like a really Dave approach to that. I like that. I really appreciate that. Okay. Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today we are talking about Control stuff the game <laughs> and hit me with the creepy music craig all right so with me to discuss remedy entertainment limited otg uh whatever their name was that we were laughing about anyway so with me to discuss control is my Favorite fancy lad, Mike. Hello. Good evening. And Craig. Hello. How are you today? I'm I'm fine. Don't you shouldn't ask questions at the beginning. It's very oh, strange. Sorry. Okay. I'll I'll refrain from the non future. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So, um, the reason we decided to play this was well, Craig wanted to play it really bad. I want. Yeah, I wanted to play it. I wanted to play it a lot. That's that's kind of the main driver for this. And. Uh, I personally had, like, no uh, impetus to play this. It was just going to be blip on the radar. Nah, it's fine. I don't need to play it. Uh, but then it started getting all these Game of the Year awards, and that piqued my curiosity for it. Uh, Mike, did were you excited to play this? Not just, nah, it's another game? I, I was aware that it was a great ray tracing demo, and that was as far as I wanted to be involved. I, I played Quantum Break. And that's good or bad? <laughs> it's not very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so as per our usual, uh, we're, we're going to do spoilers on episode two, or at least that's the plan, but we don't know how much we're going to be able to get out of this because it is a strange little beast. So if it turns out this is only one episode, we will make sure we demarcate very specifically where we will start talking about the story and spoilers. If not, and there's two episodes, then you will know exactly where the spoilers start, and that is episode two. So to get us on our way, Craig, why don't you tell us the stats? Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, at least it's not like a Japanese game this time around, so that's actually like... Um... A couple of names I can pronounce and most names I still can't pronounce because it's Finnish. So it's by Remedy Entertainment, published by 505 Games, and it was released on the 27th of August 2019. So is that last year now? Yes, it is last yeah. year now. Yeah, that's great. Um, you can go to the Wikipedia page for all the people, but the only other kind of statty thing is a third-person shirt in the same style or vein as kind of Alan Wakey, Quantum Break. I think it's built in the Quantum Break engine, which was new for Quantum Break. But with oh. the same style as Alan Wake. There you go. Alright, so, so Mike, I, I'm <clears> not really like, intensely familiar with Quantum Break. Uh, was Quantum Break third person? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the same kind of thing with a lot more sort of uh, powers and kind of time warping technologies. It had some pretty cool things, but the the main thing is that the engine for the game is, I think it's called Northlight. I think you see it on the on the intro yeah. pretty frequently, but this is the uh, I think this was first used maybe in like Alan Wake, if I remember right. 
Um, but the the main point about it is that when they were making Quantum Break, they optimized the hell out of this to make it suit the, uh, let's just say, slightly weaker Xbox One at the time. So, um, yeah, it's it's an engine which has sort of like being concentrated a lot on on a lot over time um but yeah yeah there's there's a bit of a history there i think quantum break itself used a, a hell of a lot of like uh resolution adaptation stuff and looked okay it looked okay it's just for me i think it's it's the gameplay which really matters and it did not deliver for me no sir okay since um since we touched on it already, um let's start with you, Craig. Do you have any affection or history with Remedy? Yeah, yeah, I think so because they made the two good Max Payne games, and I absolutely <sighs> loved shh, shh, um and I absolutely loved Alan Wake. Like Alan Wake was a a, a revelation to me. I, I really really enjoyed that game. The other games I played Crossfire, and that's been about it. I haven't played Death Rally or any of the other Crossfire games. Okay. Um, since Mike's going to go ahead and give us like a, a brief history rundown of the company, I'll go next. Uh, uh, the only game I really liked from them was Alan Wake. I wasn't a really big Max Payne guy. Uh, just, just didn't didn't click. Uh, other than that, they're somebody I know because I get them confused with Starbreeze a lot. But other than that, I mean, like, um, who's the main guy? Uh, Sam Lake. Lake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like him. He's, he's a pretty cool dude. Just always there in the periphery of my brain. It's not really, ooh, there's a new Remedy game coming. But I'll always, you know, say, hey, what, what have they done recently every once in a while? So nothing special for me. Hmm. Well, shall I, shall I let you in on a very brief, weird blooper of mine in, in the warm-up for yeah. Control as well, actually? Um, sure. This game was demonstrated at a Sony press conference sort of thing, I think, probably about a year and a half, maybe a year ago, something like that. Um, in this press conference, somehow they managed to merge together the Media Molecule's Dreams and the trailer to Control, at which point I believe this game was made in Dreams. So that oh. that kind of dampened my expectations of it, but obviously it's not, so... We're safe. We're safe. But if anyone else out there put that link together, be be aware that you are in for a, a decent experience here. Um, so, is Dreams out yet? No. <laughs> okay, that's no, what I thought. No. Okay, I was like, boy, did I miss that? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're running out of time. <laughs> Ooh, I but, lost um, you then. I lost you. Oh, I just said they were running out of time. Oh, okay. The developers... Yeah. Um, so so yeah yeah. Do you do you want me to give a breakdown on Remedy then? Cause yeah yeah. Maybe your personal yeah. thoughts and how you feel about Remedy as a whole. Sure sure. So so Remedy. Um, I've I've sort of accidentally known them in a way. So I used to be well into the sort of like shareware scene, getting all random pieces of tap, getting on floppy disk and all sorts, and you know just just enjoying life in general and and of course if you're if you're an old school sort of pc gamer at the time then so like mid 90s you would have been pissing about with apogee 3d realms all sorts of you know maybe even epic epic mega games as they were known at the time but um funnily enough remedy popped up with their first game being a death rally 
and I did actually, I, I got a shareware demo, I, I got a potentially legal full game, <laughs> I can't remember 100% of the time, but yeah, yeah, as, as I remember, um, I've not played it for a very long time, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it did for the PC what rock and roll racing did for the, uh, the SNES, or was it, it was the SNES, wasn't it? Yeah, it was SNES, yeah. Yeah, and, um, no, it was ace, you're just slowly building up your arsenal, wiping cars out and you know at the time compared to something like quarantine which was which was another game out there that was offering the sort of like 3d angle of stuff and this this was strictly a 2d game but i actually preferred it you know it's it's one of those sort of weird weird points in time where 3d was on its way but 2d was still still here to stay at the time um funnily enough remedy themselves took a complete u-turn from that because like you know quite quite early on in the sort of graphics card race you got things like if you remember, there used to always be a demo floating about of sort of like a Matrix scene. It might have been like one mm-hmm. of the really early 3D marks yeah. and stuff like that. And was it the lobby scene? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> and, that. And it's pretty much everyone wanted to beast that on their graphics card at the time, whether you were sporting like a Voodoo 2 or Power VR or whatever was going on. Um, but But Max Payne came to sort of deliver that. And that's kind of what set them in stone. Now, now Crossfire... I I could sort of lie and say I played it, but I don't really remember it, to be honest. Thank you for not lying. <laughs> so, so apologies for that. But but yeah, yeah. Um, to to back up just a tiny little bit, uh, Remedy themselves are uh, they're a Finnish games company. Um, they were formed sort of with with yeah Sam Lake, who who's not just the writer but appeared as the face model for for Max Payne, which was a quite quite a look. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it was quite a look. <laughs> he has continued to, to, you know, have have his likeness in in further games. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah so, I remember he showed up in Alan Wake as uh, like an interview. Oh, he's, he's uh, on the TV of those real life video scenes. Yeah, he was being interviewed on one of the TV shows. He definitely seems like quite an expressive person, to be honest. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Max Payne came around. Um, mm. I I played it on the PC. Uh, friends, I know, reported it as being good on sort of like the the consoles. But I was always sort of like alarmed, thinking, doesn't it have mm. terrible load times? And from the videos I've seen, I think it does have terrible load times. But I'm, I haven't got anyone to support that evidence just yet. But um, yeah, yeah. Max well, Payne. Well, hold on. Can we uh, mm. put a put a stopper in it for a second? So. Because well, I, I played Max Payne on PS2, Oh, and okay. I don't remember terrible load times. Like, I seem to remember, like, normal for the era load times, but it's been, what, okay. 15 years? Uh, so, did you both play Max Payne on the PC the first time you played PC. it? PC, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. It was a dream on the PC as well. I'm not going to keyboard and mouse reign supreme and by the way i'm just i'm just saying it was it, it were ace it were ace i think it was the first game that really blew me away because it was at that era where you know like my girlfriend at the time's dad worked at a company that got all these um 3d effects cards in and stuff so he gave me one and things you know like all this buzz and excitement was happening about 3d mm, that yeah. i just i i blew my mind and I was a massive Matrix fan as well, so that that lobby scene and then just being able to slow mo dive and shoot, that made my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And I mean, they. Oh, no, no, sorry, you go ahead. I I, I mean, to be fair to the game, I haven't gone back and replayed it. Like, I've only played it once, and I only played Max Payne 2 once. And I remember liking, like, the aesthetics and stuff. It was just something about the game didn't click. But, I mean, again... We'll play that in six episodes' time on Retro Rewind. Mm. Oh, you know what? You got a point there, buddy. We could do that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, why not? Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Continue on, Mike. Yeah, sure, sure. So, um... Yeah, I think I think Remedy sort of stuck. They started off with a very strong sort of visual style. I mean, if you spoke to me about Max Payne, I, I could talk about the bullet time and things like that. But but there's also like a sort of like a comic book style to it and a, a really really cool atmosphere. And and this seems to be in something too, which is sort of like run through as being part of their uh, their kind of DNA, I guess. But but moving on, they came they came into their own as what started as like a bit of exclusivity with with um, Alan Wake and the the Xbox Three Sixty. Um, and then, of course, moved on further to Quantum Break, which was where my sort of love love story with with the the company sort of ended <laughs> quite abruptly. I'm I'm sad to hear that because I've, as you know, just got an Xbox and Quantum Break is on Game Plus, Game Pass, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So my next thing after I finished Borderlands was I was going to bring the Xbox downstairs, mm. hook it up, and play Quantum Break because of of the buzz of coming off a control. But it sounds like I'm in for a worse experience. I don't know. I think it varies. I've heard people do do enjoy the game, but for me, it's you know, I, there's a, a lot of people always talk about kind of like made up things with computer games. Anyway, I mean, video games are by nature pretty much made up anyway. But I mean. Everyone always talks about an X factor. About I know Dave hates people saying about games with soul <laughs> things like that, but, mm-hmm. but the truth is, Remedy. I always believed they brought like a, a special, a special thing to games, which just mm-hmm. seemed completely lacking with a uh, Quantum Break. Okay. And that's you know when when you see that when you see that the company can't do what they've been doing for such a long time, it's sort of. I mean, I I find it hard to believe that people have trouble with any of the Max Payne games. I, I think even Free sort of fits in the series nice, and and I enjoy Free. I don't think it lost anything by moving over. In fact, I think it they've all got their own sort of flair. But um, you know, I, we'll see what happens with Control because it's got a lot of sort of it's got a lot of history to uh to live up to, and for me potentially as the the least expected game from them um we'll see how it fared i guess not to um like like talking about remedy right Mm. like um max Payne, i think was was the first the first and last game where um the idea struck me as wholly original i mean it wasn't original because they're obviously pulling from you know hong kong films and the matrix specifically but uh, like Alan Wake, the first time I saw that, I, I thought, oh, it's kind of like Luigi's Mansion, except serious. And mm. Quantum Break, I thought, oh, it's kind of like Singularity. And this, I thought, oh, it's kind of like PsyOps. Like, like for me, it seems like they always, well, for the last three big ones anyway, it seems like they're yeah. always directly pulling an idea from something and trying to put their own spin on it. Well, it's worth pointing out that that they they're kind of what what would I say this word technologists something like that. I mean, it, it's a company. Mm-hmm. This is something I, I neglected to mention earlier, but they they are a company that pretty much materialised from the the demo scene, 
which to me immediately says a lot of sort of FPS background dabbling sort of stuff. And I think, I think for me, Remedy isn't, maybe their focus is the story, but for me, I, f- I think it's the gameplay that's what put them on the map for me, especially. There's some Exactly as I said, was missing in Quantum Break. But um, I don't know. Let's, let us discuss. Yes. Um, well, uh, well, I, I kind of have a lot I wanted to talk about Remedy before we actually cracked right into Control. Mm. But this um, is going to be a three-parter, isn't it? <laughs> Episode one is Remedy. <laughs> well, for me, they're, they're kind of a weird company for me because they are ubiquitous. Like everybody knows Remedy, but they haven't actually done that much. No, they haven't. And but when the only in, one in, you really like is Alan Wake, it's like, wow, okay, that's that's just strange. Well, we know that yeah. we know that Alan Wake was sat around in a sort of like a. It was sat in sort of development hell for a while. A good while. I remember seeing things of like the lighthouse and a, a demo running running yeah. by it, and then it got sort of like postponed for a little while, and then it got postponed for a little while longer, and then it came to light that it was sort of going to be, you know, I, I mean, look, looking into the history more, there's there's loads more to it. I'm, I mean, I'm talking demo scene here, but there's a lot of things about they they work with a lot of the same people. Like it's really odd that I mentioned 3D Mark and stuff before about you know graphics cards and that that sort of max Payne matrix demo because weirdly enough they are sort of like also a mixture of a future mark who i believe did the 3d mark yeah yeah future mark they, believe they so. actually make yeah. 3d mark so funnily enough they probably had some input into that matrix 3d demo if i remember right uh-huh. um hey uh just just so we can do it just in case somebody's young enough like i mean if you're 18 19 years old now you you're not going to know what the demo scene is mm. um could you just give a brief rundown of this is what we mean when we say demo scene well it's it's in a way it's the you would have seen it a lot in in hacks like amiga games and stuff you would have seen these crazy intros come in where it shows 3d stuff on a on a system that's clearly not supposed to be able to do that and it's playing like crazy music which shouldn't be able to fit onto that system it's about pushing you know just pushing technology to the max really mm-hmm. for example someone can make an entire 3d world which looks beautiful all inside the space of like a floppy disk pretty much you know it's it, not not interactive just yeah it might it might just be for visual appeal but but a lot yeah. of companies go on to build from this because they have the technical chops to be able to do what they want you know they've pretty much mastered hardware they're they're pushing it to the next level and so yeah yeah branching off into a games company is perfectly logical for a lot of these demo scenes um you're you're actually the first person i've ever met who was really into the demo scene like that like for me it was oh hey that's a cool loading screen and wow that's a really good piece of music i'm gonna hold my cassette player up to the speaker <laughs> so i can get it but uh, other than that, like I never really dug deep into the demo scene. It's not really until recent years where I'll watch stuff on YouTube and be like, mm. oh, hey, here's some demo scene. It's like, whoa, that's pretty impressive. I can tell you there is, is for, for a fact, there are games out there still where you won't want the installed screen to finish because it's, it's that good, the sort <laughs> of stuff they're, they're still tuning out. And it's, it's, it's really quite quite a strange thing. It's a strange thing to exist, that, but it's also a strange thing that it's sort of materialised into so much. 
Look, yeah, looking back now, it's strange that um, it was almost a whole, for lack of a better term, a whole modding community just around let's make pretty pictures and music. <laughs> it, it is, it is kind of. Were, were you into it, Craig, at all? Or nah, is it not, just... not particularly. I'm aware of it, but not, not following it, not to your extent, Mike. Not even generally, like music-wise. Nah, not either. That I was, okay. I was a wee, I was a wee um, twat when I was younger. When it came to music, so how how dare you not be super nerdy? I know, um, I know. Okay, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to get out about Remedy before we actually kick into this? Um, yeah, sure. I think it's an odd one that they they didn't get to continue to do Max Payne Free because it it would have been pretty cool to see their angle. I think Rockstar nailed it with sort of their take on it, but. But I, I always think it's you know one of those sort of things we'll never know is what would Max Payne Free have looked like from Remedy? Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, like 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 the, that's your like I I haven't played no, Max Payne Three all the way. Alan Wake's ever. a much slower game. It's a, it's definitely a much slower sort of thing. And it's you know there's some cool stuff. Do you have stuff. the details why uh, they they sold? I have no the idea. Licensing? I have, I have no idea at all. I'm just going to guess. It, I think it's very similar to the sort of um, how Capcom published Rockstar titles in Japan and then ended up letting go of Red Dead Revolver and so on. I yeah. think this is a case that Rockstar, I think they published a lot of the early... I mean, I know mine, my Max Payne 2, Fall of Max Payne, had a big Rockstar emblem in the bottom corner, despite me knowing this isn't actually made by Rockstar. What's What's happening? But I think they got deep into the publishing, realised it was such a such a good seller, and maybe must have just made an offer. You know, after being friends with them over the oh okay yeah. the series of a game or two, yeah, because they definitely published Max Payne two. I'm not sure if it was the first one. At least I think they published one on the PS2 version. But uh, yeah, I think it's a very similar thing to the Rockstar Capcom, but in reverse. Yeah, you know what I, I've um. I'm trying to think back, and I can't even remember what publishers stickers on Max Payne for PS2. I don't remember. I'd have to actually look that up. Mm. Huh. And I mean, it, it's strange coming from like a uh, a big Remedy fan like you. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that Max Payne Three is not as good as Two. So you're like mm. one of the few that I've met that likes the third one, despite it being made by Rockstar. Well, I'm not. I'm not a huge remedy fan, to be honest, Dave. No, no, I, but, but I you was definitely... for a good long while. But Quantum Break destroyed any of that potentially. Oh my us. god! What am I in for? <laughs> just, just one game. That, one game really I... just ruined it. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's, still... that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think it would take a lot for a lot of bad. For something like Max Payne, Max Payne 2, Alan Wake, and now Control to be in my head four solid, hard hitting, great games. If Quantum Break ruins that, I it must do something ter- like it must actually leap out the telly and kick me in the nuts or sleep <laughs> with my wife or something like that. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Okay, yeah, you know what? You know what? This is. I, I just checked Google and yeah, uh, Rockstar published Max Payne 1 and 2. Hmm. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, Rockstar published one and two, and they bought it after one, 
but as a deal, Remedy had to make two, but they were never ever going to make three. Oh, I didn't know it was that early. Yeah, so they bought it after um, Rockstar bought at one when it was released, and but only under the condition that Remedy made two. Wow, and they took that long to make three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so all this kind of, you know, dancing around the subject. Let's let's get to it, guys. Control. Hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, just in case you're this far into the podcast and you're not quite sure what Control is about, I'm not going to tell you much about the story other than you play Jessie, a woman who is mysteriously drawn to a the Federal Bureau of Control. And the beginning of the game has you just poof, you're there, and you have to explore and almost kind of ferret out the story as it goes. You're, you're not an agent you're just this outsider that comes in i don't want to say much more than that because that is kind of the main crux of the game yeah um, I, I was trying to think about how to what how to add more words to a description like that but as soon as you start getting into even the tiniest detail it kind of spoils things yeah as soon as you mention uh certain things that share their name with stars maybe uh yeah yeah you're you're just opening a can of worms uh the gameplay itself is a third-person shooter, uh, not a cover-based shooter, just a third-person shooter, and with uh, supernatural abilities thrown in. So, like I said, with psyops, you know, you have your telekinesis, you have a shield, you've got this this dash, you have uh, other things that I won't spoil because, well, that's a spoiler. But yeah, it, it's a, a third-person shooter. I think uh, actually, you know what? This reminded me the <laughs> what. Max Payne. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like, like here's what I, what I was wondering while I was playing it was, did Max Payne have health bars on yeah, the enemies? Yeah, you, oh, did no, it? No, not on enemies. Had painkillers. That's what I thought. A lot of them. Like, like as soon as I I saw like the enemies had health bars, it reminded me of the division, and I don't know why because it's not a lot like the division. Hmm. But that's what it reminds me of. So yeah, you ha- it's your standard shooter. With a few choice wrinkles in it. Alright. Let's get to what is the most important part of any game. And that is the graphics. Oof, Everybody I thought knows. you were going to say the control. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> graphics are the most important thing. If it doesn't have good graphics, I don't like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> just as, just I, as you're saying stock, I, I noticed something amazing on Hot UK Deals the other day. Um... Someone put this game up for £9.95. I think it was Curry's, and it was ridiculous. Um, but the, the the biggest takeaway from the story is that someone said, um, I'm sorry about this, but the deal's expired. It's out of stock. The next <laughs> comment said, do you not mean out of control? <laughs> <laughs> it was possibly the best Hot UK deal spread I've ever seen. But yeah, apologies. <laughs> All right, this has been Hot UK Deals Thread Reading by Mr. Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so graphics-wise is where I run into the first problem, and I don't just mean graphics, of course. Um, I like the way the characters look. Like, the characters mm-hmm. look really good. Okay. And I think that's it. So really? how do the environments look for you guys? Like, a lot of it felt boring. But I think it was supposed to be boring, so... Ugh. I I think it's actually quite beautiful inside. I think the building inside it's very brutalist and very dark and 
then you get these flashes of colour, a lot of red, a lot of the lighting that comes in. They've done a fantastic job with the lighting of drawing your eyes to certain places, like the the inverted pyramid in the centre of the control room. Control room. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do that a lot tonight. Uh, and it doesn't even use HDR, which is another thing that I, I was looking at it going, this this could have been a prime candidate for HDR, but apparently it just was never, never on the cards. Um, I think it looks great in the way the building feels, the atmosphere it gives you when you walk into dead letters and everything's all over the place, but you've got that stark brutalist thing with all these blocks coming out. It, I think it looks fab because it is just supposed to be, apart from the fact that it's the oldest house, it's supposed to be a technically type, government type building. You know, when you when you take a control point and the room fixes itself, it is just an, it's like an office Oh, building. then I love the uh, the transition scene. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, let, let, keeping the spoiler light, let's say when the rooms are oh, screwed God. up, let's just yes. say that, right? I still find them kind of boring. But that transition <sighs> from screwed up to back to normal... It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really I, like that, the way it's almost Rubik's Cubes itself back yeah. into normal. Really like that. I, I think there's, there's there's other bits to it, though. There's, there's weird bits of twisted corridors and other jaunty angled things. And anytime you see, like, you instantly know that something fucky is going on when you see something that isn't the standard blocky looking normal room like the twisted corridor or you know like the mm-hmm. the funness room where you actually can't look at the funness because it's blinding your eyeballs oh yes There's, that's very cool it's very very cool i don't i actually don't know how they manage it because it's it's just it's beautiful so i i i feel the complete opposite dave I'm sorry. Oh, no, don't be sorry. That's fine. I think um, there are I, boring I, areas. The um, central research, the multi-layered open space, is pretty. Oh, yeah, it's pretty boring in general. It's it's just kind of like a way to transit between different areas that are a bit better. But overall, I flipping. Uh, uh. Maybe it's because I've been in buildings that look almost exactly like that. I, th- I think that like I've been to. Um, like uh, going to government buildings with my parents as a kid, like they look mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, uh, and maybe it's just like, oh, this isn't anything special. What I will give them on is, um, again, not spoiling, but the tricks they do with navigation, mm-hmm. let's just say mirroring and stuff. Yeah, I think they pulled that stuff off graphically really well because you don't see the seams. Like, um, you know how if you're watching a really old cartoon, it's like a matte painting, but then yeah. a rock that you know the characters are going to interact with just because they're painted differently? Yeah, it's painted. Yeah, it's just not. Video games yeah. have that sometimes. Where it's like, oh, I know what the interactable is here. Mm-hmm. But this one does pretty good. You don't you don't see any seams unless you're yeah. supposed to. Uh, I'll give them that on the graphics. I've um, just had an internal thought. And it's still, let's pause on the graphics for two seconds. Sorry, Mike. The internal thought is um, a good thought. Good thought. But it's it's a good thought. It's it's the thought of even in talking through the mechanics of this game, which traditionally we do it on episode one, all of those are kind of spoilery. The way the game works and the way the game moves and the way the game takes you through the story is all spoilery. Is it not worth just saying, <sighs> right? This is we'll just post it and say. Both of these episodes are spoilers. If you want to play the game, just play it. Because 
I wouldn't want to say something like yeah, anything to do say with you get levitation. You don't want to. Say yeah, you, you don't. Get, you don't want to say yeah. you go to you go between dimensions or you go to the astral plane or you go to an old motel. No, I don't think the dimensions dimensions pretty much appear at the very very start of the game. It's not. No, really but let's say you're you're listening to this as a oh hey I've heard about this I want to check it out and then someone because mm. I didn't know what the story was going to involve at all. I just knew hey it's weird. So I uh, I don't know yeah you know what um maybe in the beginning well I mean, maybe if you edit it if you wouldn't mind saying hey look we we kind of tried to stay away from spoilers but we realized we can't really talk about it even in the first episode without it yeah I mean I'll do that just when um hey guys it's just me I just want to step in just now before Dave starts the show to say that this episode does indeed contain spoilers as well as episode two it's really difficult to talk about this game without spoiling certain aspects of it so if you don't want to know anything fuck off <laughs> wow he's like a really Dave approach to that I like that I really appreciate that okay hello everybody and welcome to the bit effect today we are talking about control stuff the game <laughs> and hit me with the creepy music craig all right so with me to discuss remedy entertainment limited otg uh whatever their name was that we were laughing about all right, so uh, Mike, why don't you kick us off with your what you think graphics-wise aesthetics? Oh. Okay, okay. So this is where we're all gonna split up. Um, you two, <laughs> you two played this on the PS4 Pro. Um, we did. like a pro, yes. Yeah, I I I watched Digital Foundry probably a bit too much. It might be unhealthy. I'm not sure, but after I I found out this was a 30 frames per second and sometimes slightly under that on the consoles I I decided to go PC um, I didn't use my new graphics card but I used my old one and it, it sort of stood up well strangely enough I didn't expect it to survive as well as it did but uh, yeah yeah, I got a nice 60 frames per second sort of experience of the whole thing um, and visually even on sort of like medium settings it was it was quite. It was quite a beast. I mean, I'm I'm talking here about the actual the actual action scenes and stuff. But to to go off what you were just saying, then um, in terms of the environments and things, the first thing I thought was like, oh, it's it's the Stanley Parable. It's a bit of a boring looking. <laughs> I thought that thing. too. That's a good one. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't 100 percent sure what to expect. I was thinking, oh, another corridor which looks a bit bit rubbish. Another weirdly auto opening door on me and things like that. And uh, at first first impressions. I was just a bit like, "Well, I'm here. Can I get my council tax relief now? If I if I go down this corridor, or uh, where can I get my national insurance number?" I was I was just thinking, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it was a bit weird. I I I mean, I liked initially walking into it. I mean, the first thing you pass is like a a metal detector and stuff like that, and you're sort of thinking, eh, looking at, looking a bit. <laughs> There's nobody here. I don't know what's happening. The first first person you bump into is a, a cleaner, and you're thinking, "God, what?" Uh, <laughs> the first person you bump into is Dracula janitor. Yeah, and let's be right. fair. <laughs> oh no, well, we leave that. Remind me to ask you about that in episode two. Okay, Remember. okay, sure. Well, well, to skip past that, I mean, the the real thing yeah. is, 
you're walking around it's 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 looking a bit a bit sour in terms of i mean visually visually overall you know it's a it's a high high sort of quality experience but underneath it you're thinking these are a bit boring in terms of environments mm. now i think this completely spices up as you go through the game but yeah. but you know, you know I, well no okay no, okay are going there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh okay so you might have hit on to something there maybe it's because when you first walk in the building and you go okay government building you have it in your brain I was never surprised by what was around the other corner. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that that pulled a little bit of enjoyment out for me because I like fantastical stuff. I, I do, you know. The biggest thing I had, like, surprise-wise, and this was interesting. Like, remember, I'm, I'm grading on a scale here. This isn't it looks worse than, I don't know, you know, a crappy $3 Steam game. Um but like the times where, let's say, when you pass Dracula Janitor, and he's all like, "I want to suck your blood," blah, and then you turn the corner, and you're back where you were, but with some things slightly being off. That was very cool. I really liked that. Mm -hmm. That was my first like, oh, oh wait, this office was on the other side. That's strange. That's cool. Uh, things like that, I really enjoyed. I think it was just you wouldn't, you were there was no chance you were going to run into anything really fantastical. I mean, because even yeah. the let's say the secondary area that you warp to, hmm. it's well, they did a really good job of making it look like what it's supposed to. <laughs> like I, I think, I think don't don't take all this as negative because I think they did a really good job of making it look like it was supposed to and yeah that deserves some credit like it looks like an office building yeah mm. but what what you're what you're talking about is very it's very kind of like i ke i kept on messing the chat it's very lynchy in that regard because it's v it's very plain when you look at it it's not mm. it's not supposed to be anything else it's just supposed to be ordinary hey the town it's just supposed to be normal you know boringness with yeah. fucky things going on which is I. It's I not really even did. like the prey way of doing it either, because I, no. I was kind of expecting that of like, okay, it looks normal, but underneath there's something going on. Mm -hmm. But no, it doesn't even do that kind of thing. Again, not negative. No. Sorry, I have, yeah, I have I a bad feeling. I'm the the light more negative. Oh, just just it's it's fine. Um, the the lighting and the atmospheric effects and the use of color. I think salvage a lot of how it imprinted in my brain. Like if it didn't really use that high impact contrast, and if the enemies didn't glow in red and you could see flashing red red up the walls. Did anyone do the traff? Oh fuck, that's a spoiler. Anyway, um, the use of color <laughs> from a colorblind person, the use of color used sparingly, sparingly is really good, and I think. It, it's it's in that that made it visually really up my street. Um, while, while you mentioned that, I meant to go check it, and I think I did, but I forgot. Uh, does this actually have colorblind options? If you're, like, red colorblind, does it have oh. options? Crap. Do you know what? I don't know if it has options because I've played that many games. The, one of the last games I played had really great color colorblindness options, and I can't remember if it's this. I think this is one of those games where you get a um, visual and it just has brightness. I'm pretty sure it's okay, only well, one I, option. Uh, did you have trouble with anything in this uh, in terms I, of contrast? I did, and 
um, a couple of the puzzles. There's one puzzle where colour is the key, and it took me f- um, forever to figure out what I was doing there. Ooh. Um, okay. I, uh, could, well, I I'm tell you what it, it is. Now. What it was. Well, well, yeah, but hold on. I'm booting it up now to see if they cool. actually had colorblind apps. Because I remember um, after playing it for a little bit, I was like, "Huh, I wonder how this would play if." Yeah. So one of the puzzles, just because we're in Spoiler Town anyway, I've already done the thing, is the traffic light puzzle. It's one of the altered items that are missing from Panopticon or whatever the hell it's called, and you can only approach it when it's green or amber when it goes red if you move at all it puts you back at the start of the, the section and you can see I could see it so I could see the light change and I thought I can see it I can see it or I can't see it but then in the next section it's obscured and the room lights up at the side and I couldn't tell the difference between green and amber so I didn't know when it was going to go red so I kept it. I had to just like nudge forward <laughs> every so often until until I got there it's Please tell me this okay. is a, a side mission because I, I, if it isn't, then I must have fluked through it. No, it's a, it's a, um, it's a side mission. Okay. we'll get, we'll get to missions, I'm sure, but it's, it's one of the ones. There's like six items missing that you that all have different weird yeah. things. Like there's a flamingo that warps the room and sends waves of bricks down at you, and you've got to kind of almost platformy dodge them. That kind of thing. I would have preferred if it was a flamenco dancer. Hmm. but flamingos are alright yeah uh, this is something that will pan out more as we continue to talk about it but I think me and Mike played this very differently than how Craig played it yeah Uh, I think Craig you got the platinum right I did yes because you're a Um, madman okay it's the Uh, first game that's final thoughts it's the final thoughts anyway crack on okay so uh, I did check just to be yeah there are no colorblind options so if you're red colorblind Mm -hmm. uh, you'll probably be listening to this and going I don't see it what's the big deal yeah. uh, but oh, I yeah mean, that'll be because it's a like podcast the, you can't really I mean yeah the, in general color blindness did not prove an issue because there was nothing other than that puzzle there was nothing it, it was a glowing color who cares if it's red green or orange or pink running towards me it's an enemy <laughs> you know well, well okay so I am this may show my ignorance though but if you're red color blind it shows up as kind of gray right no no, I've ah. I'm anything kind of like red, orange, pink, green, all of that, all just kind of smooshed together. So, for example, seeing the areas where you've got good guys and bad guys, I found myself shooting the good guys quite often. And you okay. don't do you don't do friendly so fire. What about around, the rooms but... that are like partially bathed in red? I mean, what does that read to you? It just looks like a big glowing color. But that's what I'm saying. I know it's a color. Oh, okay, it's okay, just whatever color it is. So you won't you won't get the impact maybe, but you'll still know something's funky going on here. Oh yeah, like it's still it, that's what I'm saying. It's like a bright color. I just don't know what one it is. Okay. The, like I really love those glowing orbs. You know the health generating orbs that heal the oh, enemies, yeah. and you could see one in a corner glowing. I could, it's all it's all the little pips. It's all good. It's all good, Dave. I'm, all right. I'm so um, what's not good? And I'm going to go right off the bat, and this is... Uh-huh. This may be because I just was coming off of Dragon Quest Eleven, and they have mm-hmm. wonderful enemies. Yes. Um, I find the enemies in this incredibly bland. Mm. Like, there was not one that I was like, oh, hey, that's a cool enemy. They all... Other than, let's say, the sewer monster. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
most of them are bland dude with some tweaks to him. Like that, that was it. Yeah, I think the ones that interested me the most, and they're, they're a bland enemy to fight, but it's the floating guys sitting in chairs. I didn't really know what they were about, oh, yeah. but they were, they were floating sitting in chairs. So, like, again, visually very, very cool looking. I think the guys that floated, bent over backwards, and suicided towards you were pretty cool to look at, and the way they moved was nice. But yeah, you're right, it, they were all bland to actually fit. They're just like enemy. That's third person shooter bland enemy man one. one or bland man two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what isn't bland are the, all the optional things, which I keep on talk, speaking about. The optional bosses, all of those guys are fantastic to fight. And oh, I, I really want to talk about it because yeah, yeah, well, we'll uh, yeah, it's something I just didn't hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I can't say great or terrible. Uh, that like the on the voice acting, uh, I think like I really like the guy who did the janitor. I really like that guy's voice. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good mm-hmm. voice. Uh, but other than that, I wasn't impressed and I wasn't annoyed by any of the voices that were just kind of there. Like Jesse, uh, the main character, I thought she did pretty good. She was she was okay. Uh, nothing special. Yeah. No, I think I think that's generally from my perspective. I thought, especially as you get to the second area and stuff, and I felt a few sort of like sort of Half Life vibes to the game. Um, I thought the delivery didn't really amount to as much there. Um, you know, you get like uh, just guards and things saying, "Oh, I've been on duty for this time and stuff," and I was sort of like thinking, "It's a bit, it's a bit hammy," but you know, I think overall, fairly, fairly mm-hmm. good, especially considering that sort of like the the breadth of what they're trying to cover. It's like anything yeah. from official workers to nutcases. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I really the brother the was the only one also. that bothered me. I didn't like the brother. I didn't like. Yeah, you're right. The brother. There's was... something about the way he delivered it mm-hmm. that just kind of fell flat. It was trying Sorry. to be that kind of schizophrenic. Obviously, given the circumstances, that schizophrenic type manic to it, but it just didn't. The soft side didn't work, and yeah. Anyway, I there yeah, was two guys in the mold area down underneath if you stood and listened to them one of them eventually turns around to the other one and he's like do you think she's tried to use bleach I had black mold in the toilet at home and I used oh, bleach yeah. and it got rid <laughs> of <that one. laughs> just like that's funny um, the doctor the main doctor that you encounter in videos the live action videos throughout oh um, yes the researcher oh my god he is brilliant um, <laughs> I can't remember if it's part of the side mission or the or main missions but did you see him in his music video? Oh yeah, I did. I thought that was the one step too far. I was like, oh, I was just guys, watching. you're just a little too far. I I was watching. I was just. I nearly went there, and then I, I reined my worry back in and just thought, Do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the moment, and I just sat and watched them. Um, uh, the yeah, use of. Look- Oh, sorry. On you go. No, no, no. I was I was going to say let, let's camp on that for a minute because this is something mm-hmm. that Remedy's done in almost all their games like they didn't in Max Payne but all the ones I've played like Alan Wake and and this uh, the use of live action footage yeah does um does that tweak you guys at all I I mean I kind of think I'm a fan of it Mm -hmm. I think when it's done by Remedy you in safe hands because it 
in a lot of games you get sort of like funny looking resolution videos popping up but here they're like really clean sharp things chucked out there and then filtered to how they like them and i think they've they've got that right you know they they don't make them seem like rubbish little things running on as a as an afterthought they're like mm-hmm. clear and focused i don't know i don't know and it also helps that they do that whole well this was supposed to be played on like a 16 millimeter camera so they have the the graininess of that Mm-mm. i think that that kind of helps um now here's the thing like like my memory right did it ever show jesse in live action yes at the end okay, okay that's um, what i thought i wasn't sure uh, right near the end when uh, she regains control <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Um, it does a bit of a um, cut she's going crazy she's fighting with herself type thing and it's all live action just headshot with the black background okay that's, okay. yeah thank you because uh, it flipped by and I'm like was that live action? I'm not sure and just in case to give the man credit the guy who played the doctor was a guy named Matthew Peretta and he did a very good job. There, he just went completely all in on it. There was no hesitance or, you know, in video games where people play a wacky role but still try to be cool. It's like nope. He just all in on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he's good. The Panopticon manager, you know, the kind of nerdy looking weird guy as well. He's quite an interesting character because he's not he's not anything special, but he he's got that. His personality came across to me that he's the kind of guy that would be running a prison in a really old house full of really weird things. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. He worked really well there. There, in fact, a, a lot of them did. Like Pope did as well. The and eventual head researcher that sits in the room. She was great as well. See her. I liked her voice actress, mm-hmm. but um, I, I had like nothing with the character. It was just okay. like, okay, she's my check-in lady. But yeah. the voice actors did a very good job. Um, same with... Uh, you see, in my brain, I have him down as the warden because the director looked a lot like Warden Sharp from <laughs> Arkham Asylum. It's not the warden, it's the director. <laughs> um, same with him. Like, like uh, For story reasons, he didn't have a huge role, but I thought that he did pretty good. Um so all across the board, yeah, I, I'm good. Uh, the music did not stand out to me at all. Did it for um, you guys? It did. I for me, it did its job in atmospheric conditions, and then when you enter a certain area and it just kicks off, I thought it was like one of the greatest gaming things I've ever done. <laughs> I was like, do you know what uh, I'm re- referring the to? The maze. Yes. The maze I, is the only part I put down and like, okay, this is mwah, this is great. Uh-huh. It, as soon as that happened, I I, I just met, absolutely melted. I thought it, I thought it was fantastic. It was the, like at the right time of the game to do something like that. It was it was the right thing to do. They didn't make the maze a maze. You were already being guided through it because of story items, so you you didn't need to find your way. It was shown the way. So just blading some music over it was. Fucking incredible! I, uh, incredible. Another connection to Alan Wake, by the way. Uh, the band that did the uh, the song in Control mm-hmm. is also the band that does Alan Wake. Uh, what do they call it? The, um, something of the Old Gods, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know. I, I think know. I know what you mean. They, they, didn't they do some sort of 
They did something else as well, if I remember right. But they, don't they appear as like um like a stadium on um Alan Wake as well? Yeah, they were the two old guys that you take to the concert, mm. and they are doing the concert stuff while you have to hold off the ghosts. Yeah, it's those guys. Yeah. Another Alan Wakey Easter egg, if you spoke to Dylan enough, he eventually says, I think I messaged the group or someone, I can't remember, he says something along the lines of, I once had a dream about a man who was um, stuck in a world where everything that was written was coming true and blah, blah, and basically gives an overview of Alan Wake. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, well... I would have liked Alan Wake too. Um, <laughs> I, I could go for that. I'm sure I heard someone um, mention okay. about is it is, is it called like Clear Springs or something like that? I can't remember the name of the. Oh, the name of the town in Alton. Yeah, I'm sure oh, I heard Alton, it mentioned Alton, by Alton, someone Alton, at some yeah. point, like in the in the main control room. Hey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So before we talk about the actual gameplay of this, um, so. This is very hard for me to put because I'm not exactly the most eloquent of guys. Um, you know how you kept picking up the notes? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, case files, I guess would be the best way to put it. Were you guys intrigued by that? Or yeah. did the um, bureaucracy of it all make them less interesting to you? I I think there's seriously a point where if you see too many sort of redacted statements, you'll suddenly go... This note means nothing to me. I have no hope in hell of figuring out what this missing part is. I will skip on, collect everything, but potentially not read them. And that's that's my downfall. That's why I won't be as useful in this podcast. Well, well, like there, there. Every time you picked up something like that, there's that can go one of two ways. There's the personality that's like, ooh, I wonder what's been redacted here. This is interesting. And then there's the person like me and you mike who sees it goes well this is worthless and then just hucks it away <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm wondering since you didn't include me in that statement you know i'm the type of person that read them all aren't you <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm like okay craig's the type of guy to go oh they've redacted this i wonder uh, what it is and you start steepling your fingers yeah yep. uh, no i was just like oh there's like four words here and throw it away yeah i the uh, one thing i did um hanker after was a mark all is red because although it's handy knowing what ones are new sometimes you let things slip and you just want those wee red triangles to go away oh yeah i think new markers are are the worst things in video games sometimes and this this one has one of those nightmarish situations where you'll get the marker to say there's something there then when you go through to the subscreen you have to like go across a grid of nine to pick them out and stuff and it's not one of those where you just hold down on your d-pad and you're happy again Uh But. but so so on those notes, the redacted notes and case files and all that stuff, were you genuinely interested, Craig? Um, it was. I, I wasn't going whole hog on it, to be honest, but I was interested, particularly in the start, just reading, because it was kind of... I had... By the time I played it, I'd built up the fact that it was going to be a, an amazing, twisty story of mentalness, and I wanted to have as much knowledge of what was going on before you know things started unfolding in the usual way things unfold uh, whether it did or not i'm not too sure but i have a rough idea of what happened like i've got a rough idea of the story <laughs> uh, so. I, I see uh, when it comes to the story and we can clip this if you if you want mm-hmm. um i guessed where it was going mm-hmm. pretty i pulled the craig yeah. on this one 
and anything after that was just oh a confirmation of oh yeah okay I see what yeah. I see what they're doing. So for I, me, I, and some of those case files, right? Of like this happened in Pawtuxet, Pennsylvania, and they did mm-hmm. like a, a military brief. It's like oh that's pretty interesting. It's a little more yeah. interesting than what I'm doing right now. I would have loved yeah. to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff was some of my problem with the notes, mm-hmm. but. I've also read people that really like it because it makes the world seem more cohesive and realistic. Yeah. Like, uh, you're, you you hit the nail on the head on your first sentence, probably your first breath of your statement. It's it is bureaucracy at its finest because you're in a federal bureau of <laughs> control building, <laughs> you know, and it's a very, very, very government-esque building. So they're going to have paperwork and photocopiers that you can photocopy things on and mugs and everything. They're going to have it all because, you know, it's a government building. I guess to me that reads as boredom. Yeah. Like, like the, there is something to be said. And man, this is this is second episode stuff, but we, we did the spoiler thing. There is something to be said about how taking something supernatural and shoving it into a ordinary container is interesting. Yeah, like you know, people being blasé about the supernatural, um, just like that guy in you know Legend of Zelda that wants to sell you watermelons while there's a giant moon <laughs> ready to hit him. Uh, that kind of thing. It can have a really cool dichotomy going on here. I think for me, anyway, I'm not going to say it's bad because it's up to personal flavor. It went mm-hmm. too far in the bureaucracy. Okay. Like I like how uh, most of the people you run into weren't panicking, simpering idiots. They were like, "Well, okay, we got a problem. This is standard procedure." That was cool. Yeah, I really like how nobody was scared or terrified. Everybody was like, "All right, we we know what we have to do. Let's let's do it." Mm-hmm. Right down to you're just there day one. Oh, that's really spoilery. But you become <laughs> oh fuck no, never mind, never mind. We'll we'll go over. You interact with employees. Put it that way. Yes. Yes. That the way you interact with employees is it exactly ties into that. So it's it's great. I I I fell on obviously having ploughed time into the platinum and been ranting and raving about it for a week now. I loved it. Okay. Uh Mike, did um other than the let's say the baseline story, the actual story of the game, were you interested at all in, in any of the ancillary stuff? Um, if I knew what an ancillary was, I'd probably like it. But <laughs> Side quest. Is it like an avocado? Quest. <laughs> y- yes. Uh, were you interested in the avocados at all? Uh, no. Like, were you interested in reading about other case files that didn't take part in the game, or um, maybe the side quests, or things like that? To be honest, I, I had a nice little dose of you know, I was pretty much as you know, I I got ahead of the curve and I completed the game early for the show. Um, against everyone's expectations. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> some corners were cut, of course. It was it was mostly a sort of gameplay experience for me, and hopefully that's what we're going to talk about next. But I mean, the thing is, I did get quite invested in it. I I quite liked watching some of the not all. Sometimes the trigger finger gets in the way, and you end up shooting the projector or the screen and it's not worth watching <laughs> something 90 degrees sideways um <laughs> but yeah you know i i got i got mostly there and i mean at some points i did branch off and sort of just see what was happening not enough probably not enough and you know i will do in the future but 
for what I did of the additional stuff, I did think there is quite a chunk of game here that I'd still be open to exploring in the future. And yeah, I I, I did quite enjoy it. Didn't seem like there was a huge hit in quality as well over the um over the additional stuff. So yeah. It's... Well, uh, I guess now's probably the best time to talk about it. So, kind of like Mike, uh, I, I approach this with a very workmanlike attitude. Of like, all right, we need to get this done. Let's do it. And I didn't ignore side quest stuff, but most of it didn't interest me. There was only one that interested me, and it involves a fridge. Oh, the fridge. Yeah. But I think for the most part, they didn't have enough hook. To mm-hmm. make you go, okay, I should stop progressing the story. This seems really interesting. The fridge was the only hook yeah. that I ran into, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I really want to do this. Didn't didn't end up doing it. Did but, you not do it? Poor guy. No, no. He was in there for no. over 24 hours. <laughs> I know. I felt really bad for the guy. I'm like, look, I, I, I can't open the door. I'm sorry. You were, I'll sit you in were the chair. like a ball hair away from an awesome boss fight. So you were. That's what I hear. Yeah, because I googled it afterwards, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, the fridge, the fridge." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ah, I should have done." But uh, to me, it all boiled down to is I didn't care yeah. at, at all about a lot of a lot of this game, which is weird because I don't think it's bad. We'll move on to gameplay because that's final thoughtsy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so what, well, here's an idea. What? Why don't we? Because we're at an hour. Why don't we stop here and then compress gameplay and story into the next one? We could. You want to do that? That would work. That, that would work, and then we've had light touch spoilers here. And when I'm editing, I'll make a note of what is spoiled, and then I will make that in the notes. I'll say, in this episode, we spoiled certain things like X, Y, and Z. No, but then typing it spoils it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was going to say, that's a, what was that Dragnet joke of, like, the names have been protected to change the innocent? Like, for example, <laughs> Mrs. Smith of Hollywood Drive has become Mrs. Pearl. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> yep. um, okay, okay, yeah. Is that so an how idea? Should I close this, how should I close this out? Because we generally do final thoughts, yeah. but we haven't touched mechanics. Okay, well, you know what? I got it. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so I hate to interrupt myself because I like to talk, and I like to talk so much that I like to interrupt myself. But, uh, so, turns out we're actually getting a good amount of conversation about this. Uh, Maybe it's quality, maybe it's not. That's up for you to decide, dear listener. But what we're going to do is we're going to cut it off here because, like we said, with gameplay, it's kind of hard to talk about some of that stuff without spoiling. So, if anything we said in this episode whetted your appetite a little bit, then I'd say go ahead and play it. Uh... Otherwise, everything's going to be in episode two, we think, on this one. So, sorry for changing the format a little bit, but that's just the way it's going to work on this one. So, well, uh, I guess we will catch you next week when we talk about part two of Control. Woo! I Um, will miss you until then. No. We're we're just going to record right now. You don't need to miss. We're just going to press stop and then start (laughs) again. I would miss the listener. Oh, oh. Oh, yes, yes, those people. The, we, that we one person had a thing going on, yeah, and I, I don't know where we sit now. We got into a fight. I said some things that I regret, and I hope they <laughs> said some things they regret. Um, I miss that ass. I'm not gonna lie. Jesus right. Christ! Someone what? needs to get in control of this goddamn podcast. Hey, Look, control. you guys might not care if something is dummy thick, okay? But I care. 
I still All right, those ass claps were like the hands of Thor. Right, see, see you later, people. We'll see you yeah. next episode. <laughs> Bye. See you, Dave. <laughs>